Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Martin and Vicky Nguyen founded Jamais Fine Food in 2002, where Martin, who is a Chinese medicine professional, initially developed their first product, a sweet balsamic reduction, to assist with his patients' meal plans, given that vinegar supports digestion. Melbourne-based Jamais' core belief is that food has the ability to nurture and heal. Beyond the sweet balsamic reduction products, they also have a popular nutritional latte range. In this podcast episode, Vicky talks about their business journey, growing their brand and running a family business. Hi, Vicky. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good, Alison. So good to chat to you. It's been ages. I know you guys developed our website. Was it last year or the year It was before? last year because I can remember speaking to you and I was actually in Melbourne at that time for an event. And I actually yes. think you might have been in Sydney when we spoke. You, yes, you were, exactly. Yeah, so we were like in, in other people, in each other's pockets <laughs> on the other side. Exactly. exactly. So I would, I would love you to introduce yourself to everyone. Absolutely. So I'm Vicky Nguyen and I'm the director of Jamais Fine Foods. So we've been around um, since 2002, which is a long time. So nearly 18 years. And we started the business when my son Jamais was born. Um, and we started actually by default because I'm actually a yoga teacher and I studied business management. So we've got another business, which is a, a healing center in Melbourne. And my husband's a Chinese doctor and just um, by chance, we pretty much, um, he, he discovered well, he created a balsamic reduction for his patients to help encourage them eat more whole foods, more vegetables, salads, etc. And because vinegar's got such great properties in it to help the gut and the enzymes, he was suggesting either apple cider or balsamic. And the feedback was a lot of people didn't like vinegar because it was too acidic, and so he cooked it down. We created a sweet balsamic reduction, and that's basically how we started with the balsamic reduction. Everyone loved it. We took it to market and it took off like wildfire. And because at that time back in 2002, there was no one else doing it. So it was the first mm. of its kind. Um, and that kind of kept us going for many years because I was teaching, you know, 15 yoga classes a week and we had two young kids and he was doing his Chinese medicine and the business just kept growing and growing. And we started exporting the vinegar. And then um, long story short, I hurt myself during actually a yoga. I was doing a yoga pose, like an intermediate pose, and my hip popped and I oh, um, tore my I just felt that <laughs> when you just said that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but it took about three years to diagnose. Anyway, long story short, I had torn my ligament off the bone and that's how the turmeric latte was born because I was having turmeric every day. Um, so I'm kind of giving you the shortened version of the story, but that's pretty much how the lattes were born through an Wow. Okay. I'm going to rewind back because I've got lots of questions. So whereabouts is your husband's Chinese medicine clinic? Yeah. So we've got a practice in Essendon in Melbourne. Right. So it's not, yeah. So not far from the Tullamarine airport, probably about 15, 20 minute drive from there. Right. Fabulous. Sorry. And so did he did he then create this product and, and was giving it to his patients? Is that how it all started? Yes, so the balsamic exactly the balsamic reduction was basically um, to fulfill that need of what him wanting to encourage his patients to eat better. And 
So, but the feedback was insane. And so we got a barcode and started doing the markets and started selling it. And everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then we got a rep and she started repping it everywhere she went. Everyone wanted it. It was just, it went crazy. And um, I think we picked up about 150 stockers pretty much like overnight. Um, And I just remember one year, like I was breastfeeding and, you know, packing boxes and so forth because we used to have to hire a commercial kitchen and then we had to store it all in our home garage. And anyway, I just remember one year there was like boxes all down the hallway and I'm like toddlers and you know like it was just full on um and yeah so that's how we started and it was like a constant juggle and then one year I said to the accountant like just something tell me what's going on here because it just felt like I was so stretched I was teaching lots of yoga both businesses were really busy and um we just had like little very little time on the weekends because we were manufacturing or doing things for the balsamic and um, yeah, and the accountant said basically the, the balsamic is making the same amount of profit as what your full-time business is making. Um, and that's when I kind of made the decision to step back a little from yoga and really focus on, you know, I figured if it was doing such great numbers and we weren't really focusing on it, we just had one rep, walk, you know, going around and selling it for us. Imagine how well it could do if we did put some energy behind it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so when it first went to market, under what brand name was it going under? It was- it was under Jermaine's Fine Food. So we named it after our son because he was born that same year. Um, and we never really intended it to be um, a business of, of the scale that it is now. Um, and so obviously, yeah, so under Jermaine's Fine Foods, it was a very different looking logo back then. Um, but, yeah, it was under Jermaine's. So there you go. Wow, yeah, how super interesting. Yeah. We did toy with the idea of changing the brand, um, but I was working with a consultant at that time and he said, um, I mean, it's been around for all these years, so why would you change it? Yeah. Everybody recognises the brand, the brand, which they did because everyone, you know, it was, it was the sales continued growing year on year and so it, was, it would have been silly to have changed the name. So we stuck to Jermaine's Fine Foods. But in saying that, moving forward, we're going to drop the Fine Foods component of the brand and just have it under Jermaine's moving forward. So that's... Yeah, that's, I've always thought yeah. that. I've always thought like that fine food you don't need. But you know what? It's so interesting I find with brand names is quite often once the brand's established, words can drop off the brand to make it singular. Yes. Yeah, it, It's exactly. so like relauncher is actually the relauncher. And yeah, because right. when, I, when I first started my business, the, without the, it sounded weird. And then once yes. I established the brand, I'm like, that should never actually have ever gone on there. So <laughs> I've just dropped it. Um, and so when, though, isn't it? Yeah. And so I always say to people, you know, if they've got a brand name and it's got filler words in it, even if it's like for yeah. and, you know, all those kind of things, get rid of it. And because yes. it'll naturally sound okay. So yours is a bit different because yours was like describing what it is. But yes. as you say, you know, the brand's established now. You just don't need fine foods there. Yeah, and we've moved so much. I mean, we always wanted to be in health because that's what we live and breathe. And just mm. by default, we, you know, developed this gourmet, more gourmet um, product, which is kind of sat. Back then there were a lot of gourmet, like the Thomas Ducks and lots of higher-end um, delis and so forth. It's changed a lot, as you know. Um, it's more about health now than anything, which was always the space we wanted to play in anyway. So it's kind of just made, made sense that we've Drop evolved. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so after the sweet balsamic reduction, you then moved into? Yep. We launched an organic balsamic reduction because there was a massive movement. I mean, we don't eat sugar, dairy, wheat, you know, we, we avoid all those. Um, for us, that don't suit our bodies. But we, mm. So we always wanted to create an organic one. So it was just a matter of time before we could actually source an organic balsamic because back then um, 
yeah, it was a little bit tricky. This was in 2013. Um, so, yeah, seven years ago, it was quite hard to find someone who could manufacture an organic certified balsamic in bulk because obviously we manufacture in bulk. So, and we needed to pair it with an organic coconut sugar. So, um, yeah, so we launched that to kind of push us more into the health food space and to cater for those people who were avoiding cane sugar and wanted certified organic product. Um, so that was the next product. And then after that, um, a fuse after that was the lattes after my injury. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, because of the turmeric. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's the turmeric I was having every single day and I was having it any way you could, you know, like hot, cold, added into soups, added into on my yoga, on anything. And then one day I concocted, and this was before turmeric lattes obviously were trending. Um, and so we did have a bit of a fail um, during that process. So well and truly before turmeric lattes were even launched, I was having um, turmeric just to help heal my body and had like mixed it with a whole heap of different superfoods like lucuma and maca powder and mesquite and all of these different sacha inchi and all these amazing Peruvian superfoods. Um, and so we had created the product based on turmeric and we called it Nourish and we took it to um, a contract manufacturer to test it out because we were about to, you know, we had the branding done and we we're going to launch it and they did the shelf life testing and they came back and said, basically, um, there's more bacteria in this product after two weeks than raw chicken. <laughs> what? Wow. How does that happen? So um, because of all that, once you add a hot liquid or hot milk to those superfoods, they basically activate. And if your body hadn't met those bacteria, it means you might not feel great, even though they're great for you um it still generated some bacteria so anyway we had to ditch that project but it ended up being a blessing in disguise because rather than creating this like superfood nourish drink which is what we had it labeled as um we kind of paired it right back and just dropped off the ingredients really simplified it turned the whole range into the nutritional lattes and which meant people could understand what they are Mm. Um, and yeah, that's how the latte range was born, basically. Wow. How many products are in that range? So there are seven in that range and we've got a heap more coming out. So not, not in the latte range specifically, we've got a few more in the latte range, but we've been working on for the last two years, a heap more products. And it, as you know, um, products take a very long time to, to produce basically. It's, um, do. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's a lot of moving parts with yeah. new products and um, when we do something, we like to do it once and do it right. That's always been my, I guess, philosophy um, in life, do it once, do it right. And, um, yeah, so we've done gone through lots of testing to make sure the flavour profiles are great, the nutritional values are great um, with all the new products. So um, it's taken a hell of a long time, but I feel confident that once we do finally launch all these products, it's going to be amazing. So, mm. um yeah, there's a lot more in the pipeline for sure. So exciting. Now, you also have done a lot of travelling with lots of different expos. What would yes. you say are like the, your most favourite expos that you do? Oh, wow. Okay, so, yes, you're right. I've done so many expos. I think <laughs> I did 10 overseas trips in the first year of launching the lattes and that was insane. But the reason for that was because we had so much interest globally from everywhere, from Canada, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malay, like you name it, there was people people were inquiring through Instagram, believe it or not. It was, yeah. that's how we gained a lot of our business initially. Um, so we, yes, yeah, so I did lots of travel. So to answer your question, oh, my goodness, they're, I mean, they're all great. I think um, 
Oh, goodness. I mean, a lot of them are really big, like FHA in Singapore is a massive show, you know, Gold Foods. They're all really, really, really big shows. Um, but I really like the natural, because we kind of sit in that space, like the, yeah. the natural and organic product shows are naturally um, good and those type. that just feels like a better fit for our brand. Mm. I love Naturally Good Expo. Yes. I mean, wasn't yep. it a shame with all the expos having to be cancelled this year because so oh, much work goes into the lead up? to them yes exactly oh. exactly so we were obviously supposed to be at that and then uh, but we we're actually going to Auckland in November because there's still the Auckland food show which is going ahead oh, so great yeah so that's my only food show for this year <laughs> do you know what though it must be nice to have a bit of a break from that because that is exhausting doing that tour you're right yeah you're right you're, you're so right it is and it has been really lovely and it's just been nice getting creative with how to reach out to the buyers because usually those shows generate a lot of interest and it's a great you know platform to launch new product obviously yeah um so a couple of things it's done like I mean obviously with all the shows counseling it's been great because we've been able to breathe a bit like you said it is exhausting you know um attending those shows but also we've been really able to focus on developing and fine-tuning the new products we've got coming out so I haven't felt that pressure to hurry up and get things out because of a trade show I feel like I can breathe a bit and let's just really take our time to nail these these products um so yeah I guess from that side of things it's been a blessing yeah absolutely how do you how do you manage the kids when you're doing this traveling how does the family still operate yeah Yep. Okay. So I've always run a pretty tight ship at home. Um, I don't know about you, but my kids have been trained since they were little. They were Montessori kids. So they're pretty independent as far as, you know, um, looking after themselves and so forth. But the house is very like structured and orderly. So um, to answer your question, as long as there's food in the house and they're teenagers now, right? So a few years ago when I first had to start doing all this travel, I think Jasmine was about nine or 10 and May was um, he's four years older, so he would have been around, yeah, probably around 14. So they, they've always been very independent. So as long as there's food in the house, my husband's great with getting the kids sorted. And because he runs his own business as well, he's got that flexibility to drive them wherever they need to go. Plus, we built a house next door to my mum, so she's really handy if we need her to pick up or drop off or anything <laughs> like that. So... <laughs> That's so perfect. Great. Yeah, look, that's yeah. how that's similar to how I run it over here. I had feather dusters in the boys' hands when they were about eighteen months old, and I'm like, <laughs> they're learning everything right from a young age, and they're so self-sufficient. Exactly. And also, yes. they're older as well, but they're so self-sufficient. Yeah. And you know, I never prompt them to get up or do their homework or do anything. You know, they just do yes. it. So that takes right. so much like hassle of having to nag or yes. you know tell them what to do next or you know yes. that kind of thing like they exactly. know just they just put themselves to bed they get up on time they set their alarms if they miss an alarm well you know that's their problem it's you know them. so yeah exactly it's on them exactly yeah. the only thing that did fall by the wayside was their music practice they're both Suzuki music students so they play um piano both of them and one plays violin the other one's toyed with like saxophone double bass all of that um so the only thing that really fell by the wayside a little bit was that I mean even though they still did their music practice it wasn't like I was sitting there encouraging them or keeping tabs on what they were doing so that kind of fell by the wayside a little <laughs> that's the only it's thing. always going to be something isn't there yeah <laughs> yeah exactly still it, it's good for them to have a little bit of a break now look one of yes. the one of the hugest things with building a business in particular yours where you've got a product is you have to have a really good network and you also need to yes. always be expanding your network because there's always questions you need to be able to reach out to someone to get a solution or a recommendation what have you done to expand 
expand your network over the years? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I'm very social, probably much like yourself. Um, so, um, look, I, I, are you mean like as far as like connections? in Yeah, in connections, meeting yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm really proactive, as you know, on social media, but I'm also very proactive when I do attend trade shows and so forth and I'm able to build relationships really quite easily. So um, I guess, I've yeah, I guess I'm able to nut out um, really quite fast who I need to be in contact with and I kind of hunt that person down and whether it's a buyer or um, someone who I want to connect with for other reasons, whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, I just kind of zone in on that person and whether it's through LinkedIn or through socials, um, reach out and make contact. Yeah, thank goodness for social media platforms though because (laughs) you can find people that way. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And LinkedIn's been really good for that as well, obviously, Um, LinkedIn looking for buyers and so forth but obviously through trade shows you meet a hell of a lot of people and because um, when we first launched we attracted a lot of attention because the latte packets are so bright and beautiful Um, yeah there was a lot of interest so I guess to answer your question a lot a lot came to me so um, yeah it was quite easy really it was quite easy yeah Yeah. that's good that's good to know my gosh all right then so where can everyone find you and the brand because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of intrigue after listening to this (laughs) yeah so I've got I've got my own podcast as you know as well it's called one body one life um and the focus of that is because my personal mission is to live to 120 um and so that's all about helping people you know find ways to what they can do to tweak their lives to help them live longer stronger happier healthier lives essentially um so they can find me either through linkedin vicky Nguyen, or through jamae's fine foods um so we've got quite a beautiful instagram page and um yeah, so either way, through LinkedIn or Instagram is fine or, or email through the website is fine as well. Perfect. So what I'll do in the show notes is link this all up so they can easily find you. So, Vicky, thank Perfect. you so much for joining us here today. Very welcome. Good chatting to you, Alison. I look forward to catching up with you in Sydney soon, hopefully. Absolutely. Absolutely.